Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. It is the Covenant Hour. I'm glad Frank finally acknowledges that. I think he says it a little bit in jest. Kinda, a little tongue-in-cheek. A little, little sarcastic, little facetiously, yeah. Covenant Hour. Like Label coveted that. hour, like it's written in italics, so there's quotes around it. Or Frank says, coveted hour? Question mark? <laughs> I believe it was labeled that by a listener, somebody that tweeted or texted that. Midday grind, minus Chuck, had TMA duty this morning. But somehow we still have a show to do. Minus Chuck. Uh, Kenny Wallace is going to be here at 1230 Tuesdays with Kenny. Spent a lot of time with the grandkids, it appeared this morning. A lot of video online. And he has a, a grandkid named Charlotte, and I can only imagine named after the city. Didn't he just move? He moved everybody back here. Some of the grandkids, some of the daughters moved back here with him. Just wondering if they named it after the city of Charlotte. But we'll talk to Kenny coming up at 1230. Not far away, in fact. We're counting it down here to Daytona. Gosh, we're one uh, weeks away. <laughs> Weeks away. When is Daytona? Yeah, I think it's honestly. I think it's the seventeenth. It's right after the. Super How about Bowl? if our That's first question to Kenny? Hey, you're a big race guy. When is that Daytona thing it's anyway? The Daytona five hundred. This is the equivalent of people calling Channel Two. Hey, what time is the Cardinal game tonight? Um, seven fifteen. Okay, thanks. And then people will call in. Hey, when's the Blues next game? Uh, Saturday. And you have to be nice. That's part of the deal. You don't have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm sensing you wouldn't be, but even I am. You... I had a guy call in once years ago asking me to read off the players who are cut by the Rams, and I just told him no. <laughs> <laughs> so I am not doing Just that. give him Howard's home number. It's fine. <laughs> no, the general rule is you have to be nice when people call in and ask information. But I do want to say... You could have looked that up. I mean, there, by, there are plenty of outlets to find that information now. In, in 2019, by the time you get through a switchboard, patched into sports, I pick up the phone, and then they say, yeah, real quick, who are the Patriots playing this week? Well, it's the Super Bowl. Oh, I heard they were in the Super Bowl. Who are they playing? And then you start to think you're being punked. I do have this concern. Like Mike Lee, who calls the morning show all the time, calls me about six times a night at work. And we have these conversations, and I'm always a little paranoid that he might be recording them, so I don't want to say anything. Hold on. You think you're being— Well, he plays audio back. You are a rude, terrible person. No, You no. think there's espionage going with involving yes. Mike Lee and you? I No, I think he <laughs> records things. He'll play things for Doug on the morning. He'll be like, hey, listen, and he holds up his recorder— to the phone. So I'm saying there is a history there. I'm not being overly paranoid. I'm being slightly paranoid. Like you're being overly paranoid. But he'll say things about some of the women that he works with. I'm like, okay, got to go. Okay, got to go. Here's Claude. Thousand percent paranoid. 
Uh, what was the question? Yeah, Kenny will be here at twelve thirty. Uh, someone, someone sent in a screenshot of uh, the NASCAR schedule, Daytona five hundred. Thank you, February seventeenth. That's how Kenny became a regular on the show. It was two years ago. We started up the midday grind, and we said we should do something on Daytona. And I think we go, well, this guy Kenny, well, he's from here, right? He kind of he works for Fox. We should get him on. He came on the show. He was a ton of fun. He's like, listen, guys, I just moved back home. We're like, oh, that's fun. And it became a thing. That's how it all started. So Kenny's coming up 1230, end of the day, coming your way at 1250. Joe Rod with his Super Bowl coverage for 590 The Fan had the awkward. Well, there's only one way to talk to Kevin Demoff. Even in better days, it's always awkward. I can tell you that from experience. There's no such thing as a normal Demoff conversation. It's always awkward. But I did get a text, a friend of mine, who's a little older than me, and he said, I got to be honest, I'm rooting for the Rams. And he said, the way I look at it is, that was my team. I went to all those games. And I think they'd kind of given up or given in to the popular sentiment that screw Cronky, screw the Rams. But he said, now he's come back around. He said, they were sort of like my kid. I always supported them. And now my kid moved out of town. Now, I could say your kid also burned down your house. I was about to say, there's more to it than just that. It's not just your son that you loved, okay? Your son also burned the garage down on the way out and stole your credit cards. Yeah. I don't know if, although I like a new twist because we've always had the same analogy, which has been the jilted lover. Oh, your girlfriend, your, your wife remarries. This is a new twist, bringing a kid into it. But I'm not sure. Does that kid analogy work for anybody? Mm, there's got to be more to it. He said, "This is a, just as if my kid moved to California." And but that's he's fun. Still my kid. You can visit your kid. Go to, right. It's an excuse to go to California. That's different. Yes, not entirely the same. Uh, also, that note out of the L.A. Times as of Monday. And I do think it's fair to point out that the Super Bowl week is just beginning. Not it's, fair. Not fair. So many stupid stories. You know, about, oh, and we got, you know, there's always oh, somebody. There's an Illinoisan with his head shaved walking around in an I Heart St. Louis t-shirt. What do you mean stupid stories? Well, in Joe Roderick's defense, Albert Breer kind of start, started yes. it by taking a picture of him. So stupid. And said, somebody's ready. And it was, <laughs> I love STL. I think he said, everyone, someone's ready for opening night, which I took as a shot as St. Louis is a baseball town. Oh, like opening night of baseball? Yeah. Like a home opener? Uh, that, that's what I is took Albert as, Breer still I read NFL Network, or is he... He's, no, I think he's ML... He might do some NFL Network, but he does... He switched. He's in charge of what Peter King's thing was, right? The Monday morning oh, quarterback? Yeah. Monday morning quarterback. Uh, what was the question? So Nathan Fenno <laughs> from the LA Times put it out there that on Monday he said, how is it, and I'm paraphrasing, how is it that it's Super Bowl week? And the top six stories at the L.A. Times are about the Lakers, the Dodgers, and USC. And people kind of grabbed on to that. I just retweeted. It's interesting. Because there there is a passionate Rams fan base in L.A. I just don't think it's an overwhelming number. And then you get that huge middle ground where, hey, I'll go if you're good. And I think now that the Rams are good, people thought, well, this will shift it a little bit in their direction. But it's still a Lakers town. It's still a Dodgers town. USC, for whatever reason, just because Cliff Kingsbury stiffed him. I mean, I guess that's how popular USC is. And then he followed up and said, listen, all I was doing was pointing. I don't think he meant to play into the hands 
of people in St. Louis, but it got a lot of feedback here. And he said, all I'm pointing out is that the, the Rams, the Chargers, you got an uphill battle, which was the original column, the day of the move that Bill Plaschke wrote about and said, in L.A., you're going to have to really fight to get attention. And being in the Super Bowl, you would think, would get you that attention. But Dodger fans, so then I started thinking, well, what are the Dodgers talking about? It's it's January. We're a couple of weeks from spring training. In St. Louis, we're a boring town. All we care about is baseball, right? We have nothing else. So, of course, we're talking about where Goldschmidt's going to hit and who's going to make the rotation. But I'm like, L.A., they got so much going on. How can that be a top story? Well, just uh, Graham Harrell, the new USC offensive coordinator, Martin. That's the big story in L.A. right well, now. Oh, they went with another Texas Tech quarterback. Yes. How about that? I didn't know that. That is kind of interesting. But I, I was thinking, <laughs> as this came out, in in addition to enjoying the fact that, you know, the Rams are third fiddle in a huge town, which we all sort of knew they would be. And a friend of mine who works for NFL Network said, if you watch the local news coverage, and this is somebody who'd worked in St. Louis and in Philly. He said, you don't even really realize they're in the Super Bowl. And I think it was the AFC title game had the higher ratings in L.A. than the NFC championship game. Did you see that, Nugget? Wow. Going back to a week ago Sunday, that the Patriots-Chiefs game on KCBS in Los Angeles actually was a higher-rated game than the Rams in the NFC Championship. But then I got interested. Okay, what are the Dodgers? Their fan base is actually upset at the Dodgers. Now, they did add A.J. Pollock. Because Pollock's not Bryce Harper. They didn't go after Bryce Harper. I agree with them. And then you read about the Cubs fans. They're upset that they weren't more aggressive. And they basically said, we got Hayward. We got. They didn't say Hayward and Darvish. Blame them. They more or less said, blame them. We got all these big contracts. We're sort of screwed. But in the National League, it's amazing how many of these franchises right now, their fan base is like, what are you doing? It's late January, almost February, and I was texting with someone a couple weeks ago, and we were discussing how many baseball fan bases are happy with their offseason. And it's got to be less than five, right? Like, you're pretty happy if you're a Phillies fan, but you still don't have that big piece. But how happy Red are Sox the Phillies, are, though? Red I mean, Sox are coming off a World Series, so they're probably pretty happy right now. No, they're never happy. Okay. But, but beyond that, you know, Angels fans, okay, maybe. Cardinal fans should be happy, but we're really not because there's still the big fish out there that you want the team to get. But, by, a lot compa- of but by comparison, Cardinal fans should be pleased. So yes. once again, the Cardinals could say, what do you guys want from us? Look around the league. Nobody signed Harper. Nobody signed Machado. I, it's fascinating. Cub fans wanted their team to do something. Because they came up short, admittedly. They, and what did Theo say back in October? That there'd be a sense of urgency to their offseason. I don't think the Cubs have really backed that up, have they? No. No, no urgency. The Dodgers, everybody said, well, there's a Bryce Harper landing spot. So the Yankees aren't going after Harper, right? Isn't that pretty clear at this point? Dodgers are not going after Cubs are not going after Harper. Is it down to just Nats or Phillies? And if that Nats offer was three hundred million originally, would you pull it back? Take it back. Take it back. Try to get a uh, yeah. shorter deal. Say, oh yeah, uh, that three hundred. Yeah, we we were we were wrong. We we've redone the numbers. We're going to crunch the number. I don't think he's getting three hundred million. And if that's report, if that report is correct, and you're the Nats right now, you're probably like, oh thank God, thank God. 
But all of it makes the Cardinals look better, doesn't it? Offer him four years, 130 right now. Cardinals? Yeah. See what he says. Hop in, be bold. There's Three zero, years, 150. There's just, zero chance they would do it. But do it. But wouldn't that be bold? Yes. And ballsy? Totally and just hop in there at the last second and just say, you know what? DeWitt and I were having lunch. I had just bopped down to the Dominican. <laughs> I'm not convinced Ozuna is going to be 100%. So we decided, you know what? Yeah, let's let's be a little bold. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing? Zero percent that it happens. Zero percent chance, but it would be so cool if it happened. Only because take the NBA approach. Martin is not a single contract in the NBA greater than five years in the entire league. But you have some of two hundred plus million of forty million AAV. Take that approach. Just send him four years, one sixty or, or above, with an odds after two. Who cares? Would Boris? Probably would, not. Well, Lozano, would they take it? Probably not because they still, their ego is hanging on this. Yes. And it's not just, hey, I got him $40 million a year. Did you get that $300 million? No. Did you get that forty? I think that's why they hated the White Sox report being out there because the dollars were so low. And Dan Lozano said it's wildly inaccurate. But if the White Sox dollars were, you know, relatively speaking, low, $170 million, I think Lozano was afraid. If the Phillies are reading this, or the Dodgers, anybody interested, he's like, oh, really? That's your best offer, 170? I think that's why he was so ticked off, because once that gets out there, all of a sudden other teams are like, oh, well, what's your... And you can't you can't keep playing that mystery card. Well, we got a mystery team over here. It doesn't appear there are any mystery teams. But it, it is interesting. Dodger fans, frustrated. Cub fans, frustrated. I guess the Brewer fans are okay, right? They, I mean, they're, they're bold off. Oh, but Miller Park is changing names. Martin. Well, they're mad about the name change. They still got a couple of years on that. <laughs> but they went Yelich Kane last year on the same day. Yeah, and it was late in the game. I don't know if it was mid January when they made those moves, but that was their gangster move last year, and I think they're feeling pretty good. Even Ryan Braun is, and Gordo did a whole thing today on the analytics. That even though his numbers weren't great, he had, you know, the velocity and he had kind of the Matt Carpenter syndrome where he hit a ton of balls hard. So Braun's answer was, if I just hit him over the wall, we'll be fine. But I do think that fan base is not rested, other than the name change of the building. They seem to be the most content with what they have. Reds fans might be confused. Again. Okay. The Reds are going. <laughs> We're trying. Forward. What's happening? The Reds care. Again. <laughs> Orioles fans and are. Do we have a coaching staff? Brian What's... Price, the manager, still no. He's not. He's did Brian did Brian Price want to be the manager? <laughs> Could have been fired like three four years ago. Didn't even appeal like a Cardinal game. We're like, hey, you want to check on this play? Now I'm no, good. We're going home. I got you still res- okay? You still have time, Brian. Now we don't care. I got uh, a reservation. Right, right, we'll appeal it. Too late. <laughs> no, they got David Bell. They've had kind of a slightly aggressive by red standards offseason. Apparently they're staying aggressive. Yeah. Putting out mixed messages. They're trying to keep Votto happy. They just don't want a Votto spring meltdown where he basically says every year, are we trying to win? So all of this, I think, plays into the Cardinals' hands in terms of the market shifting. Paul Goldschmidt's agent has got to be thinking, gosh, maybe that monster deal isn't sitting there at the end of 2019. Doesn't it make them more likely to sign a deal during the season? You would hope so. And hasn't the mark? If you're Mozilla, can do it at the table, and you got a guy who's a premier player, you can get a little bit older, and you're not going to do a six, seven year deal with a Goldschmidt who's getting older. 
But doesn't it play into your hands if you say Harper couldn't get big money, Machado couldn't get big money, so we've got this offer in front of you. It's very reasonable. You'll like it here. You're going to be the perfect fit here. It's nice and boring. You're going to love it here. Isn't this, I mean, they've, they've been lucky before. Pujols' deal didn't work out. Hayward didn't work out. They got lucky. I feel like they're getting lucky right now with the market shifting at the same time that they're going to try and do a deal with Goldschmidt. I guess they'll try and do a deal with Ozuna, although I think Boris will say, don't even bother. We're going to the market next year. It's, it's really a great scenario for them. So if you're a Cardinal fan, you could be displeased. They could have done more. And I get that sentiment. If anything else, if other markets are frustrated or other teams are being overly cautious, maybe this is the time to be bold, you know? Trump the market by being overly bold and doing that gangster move, signing Harper tomorrow, which I would give less less than zero, I want to say. Come on, do it. Less than zero. Do it. Maybe if Frank's handing out that oxycodone that he's still fucking. Yes, hand it over to Mo and DeWitt. He's like, hey, Mo and DeWitt, I got code oxycodone. How do you think the listeners are playing off Martin's usage of the word gangster multiple times in this segment? I wish, I, I wish, I wish Brendan was here. I'd do a poll. What? How many times should, I said should, gangster? Should Martin say gangster multiple times in one segment? Is that allowed? You're saying? Yeah, I, I just, I'm just wondering. Well, and because I mentioned Frank, it's not an Italian thing. Frank, oh, Frank was no. There you go. Frank was talking about oxycodone, so I brought him into the conversation. Gutsy, gutsy instead of gangster. Is that better, Rock? Gutsy move. Right. Instead of gangster, a lot of a lot of drug use. You, 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 gutsy balls, you use gutsy ballsy and gangster all in this segment. I. It would be all of the above I if like they it. signed Bryce Harper. If they did. All right, one of our great sponsors is Fast Eddie's. Doors open there at 1 o'clock. If you haven't been in a while, get back to Alton, Illinois. Broadway and 4th Street. You go over the Clark Bridge, turn right, and you cannot miss it. There's folks, even in this cold weather, usually lined up, ready to get in. Monday through Thursday, the doors open at 1 o'clock. On the weekends, they open at 11. They've got live music going every single day. That's inside and outside. And when we say outside... Remember, Eddie bought the whole street up there, but it's got a nice big cover over. It's, it's really like an indoor atrium. It's unbelievable. He's How going many... out of town, right? He can't be here for tomorrow. <sighs> if it's going to be like minus one, aren't you hopping down to Florida the next day? Popping down. Popping down to Florida. To he fish? just did his Florida deal. I think he's I'd going go back. back because, and Mike Shannon told us this last week, that they cut a lot of their commercials for the whole year in Florida. So you might be right. He might be headed down there. But doesn't matter. Whether Eddie's there or not, you need to head to Fast Eddie's. Check out the great menu. The low prices have continued for years. The food is as good as it's always been, and the price has basically remained the same. Low prices, 21 and in the mood. You know the deal. And over the weekend, if you want to grab some friends, head there. It's a good destination spot. Grab a couple couple of couples. We would go with the Marlowe's, but they have, you know, they have different They have their other friends. Other friends. Who they seem to invite over. Every Fairly Monday, often. Every Monday, there's a story. Well, we had some people over. We're like, oh, really? We had a great time. Had some beer, some food. Oh. And we had some people over. We had some what? Like, oh, you know, other friends. Other friends. Yeah. Frank, Monique, Rocchio. <laughs> Roderick was there. <laughs> Dolly was there. TJ was there. You know, other friends. Rammer. Like, well, what about us? Other friends. But grab your friends, Marlowe's included. Head up to Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. Again, doors open at 1 o'clock today. If you've never been, make sure you check it out. I always say it's sort of like the old Route 66, kind of a roadhouse. A lot of fun memorabilia in there. It's great just to kind of wander around, get your food ordered, and then wander around and check out all the memorabilia. It's Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. We'll come back, talk it over with Kenny Wallace, last seen at the junkyard. 
in Dolly Park. Hauling, not far from here. He was hauling junk. He's got a lot of sheet metal he's unloading. And we'll get Pinewood Derby advice from Kenny That's as right. well. How do you finish in second? You don't, you don't want to advance. That's you don't the key. want to go to regionals. Derby parents can relate. <laughs> All right, that's next.